Caution, the contents of this podcast may be historical, but they're still served piping hot. We're brewing up the classics here on the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 57 of the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. My name is Asa. And I'm Allison. Today, we're talking about a composer that you definitely know, but a song of his that you might not know. So that composer is Edvard Grieg, and you've definitely heard his Morning Mood and Hall of the Mountain King. And the song that we're going to be looking at today, which was written for piano and voice, or in our case, just piano solo, is called Ye Eskerdai, which translates to I Love You. Edvard Grieg was born in Bergen, Norway in 1843. His parents were both music lovers, and his mother particularly so, as she was a well-trained pianist as a young woman. She was also Grieg's first teacher. And like any good romantic supporter of the arts, Mrs. Grieg's held salons to present the greatest works of all time. It was in these soirees that little Edvard developed an appreciation for both the classical and romantic styles, favoring both Mozart and Chopin. Interestingly, even though Grieg's family lived in Norway, they actually spoke Danish and celebrated many Danish customs. And at this time, there was some movement to unite all of the Scandinavian states as one power, much like the Germanic nations in the old Prussian Empire. And though this never happened, a lot of these countries' native ethnic groups were intertwined, and so hence the Grieg's Danish customs while living in Norway. Edvard Grieg was soon noticed as being a wonderful pianist, and in 1858, at the age of 15, he enrolled in the Leipzig Conservatory in Germany. He didn't really enjoy his time there. For all his love of Mozart, Grieg disliked the other classical era music his teachers forced him to learn. However, Leipzig was a booming cultural and musical center, so Grieg was able to hear the greatest concerts and performers from all over Europe, including performances of Wagnerian operas. After graduation from the conservatory, Grieg returned home to Norway. But he didn't stay there for long. His next stop was in Copenhagen, Denmark, which, at this time was a cultural center of the Scandinavian nationalities. Here, Grieg met Niels Gade, one of the foremost Scandinavian composers of the time, and he acted as a mentor for Grieg, trying to get him to stretch his skills with little assignments such as write a symphony, which Grieg felt ill-prepared to tackle, and the resulting symphony no longer exists as Grieg wished it away. Also pertinent to our discussion today, Grieg met many other Scandinavian arts lovers, including the literary Hans Christian Andersen. Grieg's collection Irotu Melodia, translated to Melodies of the Heart, was written with poems by Andersen and contains the song that we'll be looking at later in this episode. Despite having grown up as essentially a Dane, which is notable during this nationalist time, Grieg soon fell in love with the peasant folk traditions of his own native Norway. So, following his newfound Norwegian nationalism, his output began to center very heavily on specific Norwegian themes. He made many attempts to secure a high position at theaters in Norway, but was unsuccessful. However, he held many concerts in conjunction with his other Norwegian musical friends, and was soon seen as one of the foremost composers of his time. 
This eventually led him to the post of conductor of the Philharmonic Society, where he was really able to push his Norwegian musical agenda. Despite being submerged in the orchestral world, at this point Grieg had become resigned to not composing large-scale symphonic works. Rather, we see lots of chamber music, lots of songs for piano and or voice, and a variety of orchestral miniatures. However, he did make an exception when it came to writing for the stage, so though he wasn't really into opera, incidental music was right up Grieg's alley. In 1874, Grieg was commissioned to write the incidental music for the play Peer Gint. Though this would require lots of music, most of it was short, sweet, and song-like, as you can hear in the orchestral suites that contain the aforementioned Morning Mood and Hall of the Mountain King. It was also a plus that this work would allow Grieg to expound upon Norwegian themes. During the late 1870s, Grieg struggled with continued bouts of ill health. Since childhood, he had suffered from chronic breathing issues, so for a time, he took an entire year off composing. However, the 1880s showed a recovery and renewed vitality. Grieg really went at the nationalism hard, taking it right to his hometown, securing the post of conductor for the Bergen Harmonic Society. However, after a few years, he left this post to dedicate his life to composing and touring. For the rest of his life, he would compose for half of the year and then travel Europe for the other half. He performed on the piano and conducted orchestral works, and overall was really well-loved in the cultural communities wherever he traveled. He was even awarded some honorary doctorates from English and French universities for his excellent musical contributions. After the turn of the century, Grieg's illnesses began to return, forcing his concert circuit to stay closer and closer to home. By 1907, his tour was confined mostly to just Scandinavia. He was going to attempt to travel to England, but instead ordered into a Bergen hospital where he died in 1907. Having been such an advocate for Norwegian and Scandinavian culture for over 60 years, he was mourned on a national scale. So now let's dig into the song from the collection Melodies of the Heart, as we mentioned, Ye Eskerdai, I Love You. This piece was composed in 1864, and it was based on the concepts of expression in the Romantic era. As a young composer, Grieg would often write pieces that expressed his own feelings, and as such, this collection has a very sweet story. Grieg was courting a young woman, Nina Hagerup, and soon after the composition of this song collection, they became engaged. This particular song, I Love You, was most certainly directed to Nina as a musical love letter. However, these pieces also served a purpose for Grieg as being able to promote some nationalism for the Danish culture that he was brought up in. The texts for the lyrics of these songs were all written by Hans Christian Andersen, the Danish writer. Andersen's stories have achieved immortality by surviving the ages and being adapted by the mighty Disney Empire, so of course you'll know his story The Little Mermaid and may also be familiar with the tale of The Snow Queen. The short poem that Grieg adapted for his song certainly doesn't have as much depth as Andersen's other writings, as it contains only one verse, as follows. Thou art my thoughts, my present and my future. Thou art my heart's supreme, its only joy. I love thee more than any earthly creature. I love thee, dear. I love thee, dear. I love thee now and for eternity. Very gooey indeed. <laughs> but it's extremely sweet, and the addition of music in the background of these words makes them more meaningful. So let's talk about this music. 
we will be listening to a piano transcription that was written by Grieg himself to better hear the effects of the music. So when you hear the melody, imagine there are also words being sung, if that's what you're into. First, before we hear the melody, there's a piano introduction. It foreshadows the melody, along with throwing in some almost scary non-chord tones. It then ends on a well-set-up five chord, though it's up to the performer how to handle this. In the recording today, a little bit of rubato is used, which gives us just enough anticipation on this dominant chord that when it's finally resolved to tonic, which is C major, by the way, it gives us a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. Once the melody comes in, it's actually a little peculiar. So it immediately modulates itself into A minor, which is, of course, the relative of C major. We then have a stanza that moves to E major, which is the 5 of A minor. And then we repeat our A minor section again. Once we get to the repetitions of the words I love you in the melody, we start bringing ourselves back to C major. There's a rhythmic motif of an eighth note pickup, a leap to a dotted eighth, and then a leap down to a sixteenth and quarter note that's heard throughout this section. It would be pretty easy to make one of them resolve to C major. But they do not. We don't get a resolution back to our tonic C major until the last line, I love thee now and for eternity. So throughout the whole verse, we only get two concrete places where the true C major key is shown, the very beginning and the very end. While this is partly due to good anticipatory romantic writing, showing Grieg's influences very well, it could also serve to be a metaphor that person A is lost and wandering until they find and commit to person B who grounds them. Wow, that's gushy. Don't we always say that romanticism isn't really about romance? <laughs> in some editions, that's the end of the piece. However, in this piano solo version, Greek has actually expanded the writing a little to feature the pianist in a sort of set of theme and variations. As you can hear during the first statement of the theme, the background accompaniment is laid back with mostly repeated eighth note chords to outline the harmony. However, in this extended version, the accompaniment gets fancy, with running 16th notes, or much more frantic sounding chords. So all in all, this short, pleasant piece isn't trying to start any revolutions or portray any deep, dark stories. It's just trying to express sincere love and bring a sense of joy and calm to our listener. This pervades a lot of Greek's writing, being somewhat unassuming, yet still able to have a profound effect. Due to his early musical training, we could consider Grieg of the Germanic tradition, but his music definitely has a different vibe than the Germans, and I personally would describe it as sounding more cute. Based on his nationalism, this could be due to a concept that pervades Denmark and the other Scandinavian countries, and that is the concept of Huga. 
Well, Danish happiness experts, yes, these people do exist, they have said that <laughs> Huga doesn't have a direct translation into English. It can generally be described as coziness and satisfaction. You can think of it kind of like a European version of Zen. And so Grieg would have wanted to write music that would make people feel Huga. And this piece is a fine example. It would make a lovely background for a cozy night or an afternoon spent watching the rain. So thank you all for listening to this episode of the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. If you enjoyed what you just listened to, please consider giving us a review on iTunes or on Google Play and sharing our podcast with your best musical friend. You can find us also on Facebook to keep up to date with our releases and send any comments, questions, or suggestions to coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com. For the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast, I'm Asa. And I'm Allison. Thank you so much for listening. J.S. Die was performed by Marcus Staub. You can find The Coffeehouse on iTunes or Google Play. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram for the latest episode updates. You can email us at coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com.